Hello, and welcome to the Mid-Ohio Valley Public Forum video podcast. I'm Jennifer Bryant. And I'm Kim Van Ryan. And we're your co-hosts. The current pandemic has changed life greatly throughout our country. And this is an election year. One of the things that's changed is that candidates can no longer campaign the way they used to. We hope this podcast will enable viewers to get to know their candidates and make a better choice when it comes time to vote. If you're a candidate and you're interested in being interviewed, you can reach out to us through our Facebook page, that's the MOV Public Forum, or via email, movpublicforum at gmail.com. But you should do it soon because election day is less than a month away and people are already voting. This morning we'll be interviewing Wendy Tuck. Wendy is running for city council for District 4 in Parkersburg. Welcome, Wendy. Hi. Good morning. Well, we spoke with you during the primary and that interview will be linked in the comments. Um, but for those who missed that interview, take a moment and just give us a very short introduction on who Wendy Tuck is and why you decided to run for city council. Okay. I'm, um, I'm a mom, I'm a grandma. Um, I had uh, a lot of foster children, so I've always cared about kids. You know, um, Steve and I had foster kids before we were married, so children are a big, important part of our lives. I'm a teacher. I've worked at, um, I was the director at EVE Incorporated, a center for domestic violence, and I also worked at the Volunteer Center. So I've had a lot of experience um, working with um, very successful programs that met people's needs and um, was part of a, a local emergency planning committee. So I kind of know, again, how to work with people together. And I felt like our neighborhood would um, be served well if we could work together and identify the problems that we have, the things that we want, and make sure that we make progress towards getting them. So basically, I've lived here for 38 years. I've raised my kids here, and I've watched our house value go down, down, down and the neighborhood go down and I'm, t I'm tired of it. I just felt like we could do better and I wanted to be part of making it better together with other neighbors, yeah. Okay. Wendy, we take for granted that you're running for office to benefit the people of District 4. So first of all, tell us about District 4. Where is it located? And what are the three biggest issues you see that impact the people of District 4? Okay, um, District 4 um, is the only district that hops across the river. So we have a tiny little strip that's Old Camden up to the river. So there's about 200 homes over there, um, mostly homeowners over in that area, not very many rentals. Um, you come across the river and you have a section um, around Staunton Avenue, you know, behind the Speedway, um, it's kind of on that side of um, uh, 7th Street between the Boys and Girls Club and Staunton Avenue. And it's kind of, uh, again, a lot of homeowners, some renters, but not as many. And um, then you have um, a little part, which is uh, not Quincy Hill. It's below Quincy Hill. It's Jackson and kind of a nice section there between Jackson Smithfield. It goes down to Lynn Swan and it goes over to Jefferson. 
And then the, the, the last little part goes from Jefferson, basically between Stevenson um, up to 17th and then back to St. Mary's. So it's kind of a jig-jaggy neighborhood, but it's, um, it's, it's a lot of wonderful people here. So I've enjoyed living here for 38 years, but that's, that's where it is. I think our biggest problems are, um, there are really good pockets of neighborhoods. There, there are people who are long-term homeowners, they care, they're committed, but there will be one house that is blighted, burnt, um, a lot of homeless people may live there, maybe some drug addiction people live there, and it catches fire over and over and over, and some houses get torn down the next day and some aren't torn down for 20 years, 50 years. And we know that there's a process. I mean, people know that there's a process, but nobody knows what it is. It seems incredibly random. So I guess that would be two things. One is, um, you know, these burnt and blighted and dangerous homes and people not knowing how to get something done to improve the neighborhood or why it happens sometimes and not others. So. I think there's a real need for, for communication between the city and the neighborhood so that people can have a problem, identify a problem, and then solve the problem. So I think those would be two. And um, I mean, addiction is a huge problem, which is probably linked to employment and economy and um, also linked to the quality and quantity of services that are available. So I'd say that's an issue. But if you look deeper in and kind of where things started going south was we lost about 10 huge plants in this area in a very short period of time. And so we don't have O Ames, we don't have St. Joseph, we don't have the Diamond, we don't have, you know, and that's really impacted the economy of our whole town. But um, I think that District 4 has felt it more intensely um, than other areas. And so I would think that, you know, one of the things I'd really like to do is work strongly with the development department to make sure that we get new businesses, we strengthen old businesses, we improve the infrastructure with what needs to happen so people can either independently do better or jointly with new businesses. But um, something that's got to bring up people's standard of living, access to jobs, access to those things that... Um, make it possible for people to, to live well here. Uh, a lot of community block grant money has been drained out of the neighborhood. And we really have lost a lot of money because we haven't had a good advocate for bringing that money in and then keeping it in once it's been designated for our area. Well, it sounds like you've addressed my next question, which were, what are your plans for addressing those issues? <laughs> so, um, okay. Do you, do you, are, are there other issues on top of those that you, you know, you have that you want to work on or that you see as, um, you know, while you represent District 4, um, you would be a city council person for the entire city. So maybe issues that, um, that affect all of us. Yeah, yeah. I think, um the other issue is just security, you know, people feeling safe in their homes. And um, Neighborhood Watch, uh, when I, you know, when we first started working at Good Shepherd, um, Neighborhood Watch was very strong. And I started Neighbor Helping Neighbor, which were both um, wonderful. Uh, they were uh, 
organizations of neighbors, but they were also links between um, code enforcement and the neighborhood, the law enforcement and the neighborhood. So they were, they were much, much better. We have had much better um, neighborhood organizations and cooperations between that. Like we used to have a COPE office here. And so one of the things I'd love to bring back would be, and it's in the city plan, are those local neighborhood organizations like Neighborhood Watch, like Neighbor Helping Neighbor, like those youth advisory councils that um, I think uh, Senator uh, Sharon Cool has. But any, anything where people can get together and say, hey, this is a problem, or this is what we want. We want, um, you know, maybe we want a dog park at, at uh, Corning Park. Maybe we want um, we want that sidewalk fixed on 13th Street. But there has to be a way for those messages to get from the neighborhood to city and from city to neighborhood. Instead of um, you know having the the the, the um, there needs to be input from the neighborhood. For instance, when the development department says we want to do this and we want to spend you know six hundred thousand dollars here we want input from the neighborhood who say this would be the best way to use that money and there needs to be really good partnerships and communication between money that we have accessible or services or like the police department and what's the best way like how do you build more respect between the neighborhood and the police how do you um you know make people feel that, that uh, they can they can have a, a drug house shut down like how how you know what's and and right now you have one or two people making complaints and you have police officers coming to the same place over and over but not things don't seem to be changing and I think that um, an organized way and a and a communication channel for those groups of people to work together not just as individuals but as groups of concerned people you know it, it might be something fun too like just having a um a community flower garden or you know what i mean it, it doesn't have to just be safety and security but it could be things that make our lives fun good you know so that would be i guess so yeah neighborhood associations neighborhood watch neighbor helping neighbor um and just consistent communication and involvement so that it's not a one-way street between the city and the district. Well, voters often don't have the opportunity to get to know candidates on a personal level, and especially now with the, you know, pandemic going on. So we think it's helpful for people to get to know their candidates on a, a more personal level. And with that in mind, um, we'd like to ask you a few questions about Wendy Tuck as a person, not sure. Wendy Tuck, the candidate. Okay, yeah. Well, it sounds like you've touched on this a little bit too. Um, what would you say you are most passionate about? Kids. <laughs> I mean, um, not just because they're our future, but they're our present, you know, and um, it, it breaks my heart when I see kids just hanging out with nothing to do like um the boys and girls club does a great job uh the schools do a great job but like um you know on south side all the kids can do is ride their bikes up and down sixth avenue and the traffic's very dangerous and so they need something to slow traffic down so um i mean i have like i said i've, I've worked with 
foster kids since I was 25, you know, and, and kids that were abused, neglected, um, taken out of the home for different reasons. And um, I, I, I do see child abuse as and those um, hard experiences that kids have as children that affects their physical and mental health forever, you know, so I, I, I do want to create a safe environment, a caring environment for our kids, you know, so that they can grow up healthy and, you know, and, and also, um, you know, we want a future for them. And, and <laughs> frankly, when I'm, I'm going to get old, I want somebody younger taking care of me, <laughs> you know, like I want uh, well-educated nurses and doctors and, you know, um, people that, that are here in Parkersburg that care about our community and our quality of life. I, I'd say that's my top one, but I care about people who are left out. You know, I mean, I'm really bothered by um, people who don't have a voice, who feel pretty hopeless, like, why vote? It doesn't do any good, you know, or, or people that um, live in the same crumbly house for years and years and years, and they're too sick. They don't have family. They don't have resources. And it's like, um, you know, when I first started running, one of the first thing I did was send out a survey about COVID and said, you know, do you live alone? Are you over 60? Do you have medical problems? Do, do you have children? Um, how are you going to be impacted? And can you get the help you need? And the flip side of that was saying, can you help? You know, can you drive? Can you make a phone call? Can you pick up groceries? And I, and I feel that um, most people want to be self-sufficient. I mean, they, they, West Virginians do not like to ask for help. And they don't want to admit they need it. But sometimes we do. Sometimes we give it. Sometimes we need it. And so I guess I feel that, um, you know, to, to celebrate people that are independent is wonderful because they're doing great things to lift up those who are not doing so great or don't have help. And how can you, you know, people also care. They do zillions of things to help each other out, cut their grass and stuff. So I guess I just see not exactly matchmaking, but kind of, you know, of here's a need, here's a person. How can we put that together? And a lot of neighbors do it already, you know, and I just think there are people who are not in either they're newcomers or they're old or they're sick or, um, you know, some people have panic attacks. They can't get out, you know, but somebody still needs to be kind of paying attention to what's going on in the neighborhood and make, make that better for everybody. So Wendy, what qualities do you most value in the people around you? Mm. Wow. Um, I think I would say their independence. Um, you know, the more I have met people, um, a lot of people are, they, they, they're fixing up their home. They have beautiful little gardens. They have uh, fountains. Um, they, they're, they're repairing their homes. They're building their homes. And um, there's a lot of kind of live and let live attitude around here. Uh, people watch out for their families. They watch out for their neighbors. Um, but there's a lot of uh, people that just want to raise their home and live in their house. And, and uh, you know, probably the less drama, the better. I mean, I think people kind of like a settled, safe community. Um, I value that. I value um, 
the 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 friendliness um, of people. Like it, you know, you walk down the street and it's it's really easy to have conversations with people about who they who keeps chickens and <laughs> you know we have, we have a funny neighborhood. I mean, there's a lot of really funny stories here. So I guess um, I enjoy that as well. You know, just the the um, the guy that had alligators in his basement and you know those kind of um, the things that you just think okay, you know, it's just a surprising place. And people are very human here. Um, I think that's the thing too, is that, uh, you know, it's, it's easy to peg people and say, well, all drug addicts are like this, or all, all you know, um, uh, I don't know, but it's easy to peg people. But when you live in a neighborhood like this, all your stereotypes are just blown, you know, because you, the, the person that you think would be the, so we had a, if I could ramble a minute, we had a, um, a guy who was, uh, you know, a, 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 a pretty well-known drug dealer. And, um, but my daughter stepped in a, a hole in the uh, neighborhood, the lot across the street, and just, it had a little piece of ceramic pipe, and it just ripped her, the whole front of her leg open. And, and this guy came up, he was tender, he carried my daughter to me, um, he settled her down. He settled me down. He rode in the car with us to the hospital. And I have been so grateful to that man for my whole life, you know. And, and those are things that I cherish about this neighborhood that, that are just um, huge, huge. Well, it sounds like you probably don't have much of this, but what do you like to do in your off time? um I really like gardening um I have uh I have pears drying now I have tomato sauce going um the boys and girls club has been very nice about letting me use some of their extra space in their garden and I have little patches in my yard where I have you know little mini mini patches um for onions and tomatoes and stuff so um, and I, I, probably because of COVID, I think I've done a lot more baking and cooking, um, than I had tan before, but I do enjoy cooking and I, I like, um, having people over for dinner. Haven't been able to do that much, but, um, my husband and I've been experimenting with more recipes and, um, you know, we, we like to go shopping on Saturday and then cook on Sunday. So those are, those are fun things that I enjoy reading. I'm a reader, I'm a writer. So some of those things, you know, um, sending cookies and little care packages to my kids and grandkids, those are things that I enjoy as well. Okay. Well, with that, we've come to the end. Now we'd like to give you a few minutes to tell us and the voters anything else you think we need to know, um, including how to get more information on your campaign or get in touch with you, uh, get involved, donate, et cetera. Okay. Um, my, uh, my Facebook page is probably the easiest way. I try to keep um, people up to date about uh, local issues or what I'm seeing and noticing. And that's, um, it's pretty simple. It's Wendy Tuck for City Council. <laughs> I, I couldn't think of anything. I just wanted to be accessible. Um, my phone number is 304-482-4330. Um, and I encourage people to call me with suggestions, ideas, thoughts, complaints. Um, I really believe in being accessible. Um, 
the the other thing that I, I have told people is that I'm not magic. I mean, I'm a hard worker. I care. I listen. And, um, and I believe that we can do a lot of things together that no one person can do by themselves. And I've also told them that, you know, if I don't do something and I've said I'm going to do, take me to the cleaners. I mean, give me heck because you should hold your politicians responsible. I mean, you know, if they say they're going to do something and then they don't do it, don't just twiddle your thumbs and say, oh, well, what can we do? It's like, <laughs> Wendy, you know, I mean, you must hold politicians accountable, you know, like that's the other side. You know, the politician does what they do, but citizens also have rights. And, and one of those things is to make sure that the people who they elect do what they say they're going to do. Like my opponent ran as a Democrat last time and he had a certain kind of values and people elected him based on those values. And halfway through, he completely flipped. And, um, and our governor has done that and mayors have done that. It's not uncommon, but I, I really feel like the people who vote for you and put you into office and give you money and support and believe in you, believe that you're this. They can count on you to be that. And then when you flip, all of a sudden, you've just abandoned all the people who thought you were this and voted for you to do this. Now you're doing something different. Now, if they wanted to quit and, and say, I'm sorry, I don't have those values anymore. I have these values and I'll give the voters a chance to choose yay or nay, because maybe the voters change their mind too. I don't know, but, but um, it's kind of like, I mean, in a way, it's a little bit like bait and switch. Like, you know, you think you're getting one thing, but you're getting something else that you didn't ask for, but now you're stuck with it because you bought it. Um, so um, that, that and, I, and I also feel that if you want to wait and then run the next election as your new faith, your new beliefs, I'm fine with that. But I, I do feel like you have to have honesty, integrity about who you are how you represent yourself to the voters and what they can count on you. They vote for you to do this, to be this. And we vote, I vote, we voted for our opponent. I mean, a lot of people did. And, um, and you know, if I knew what he stood for now, I might not be running, you know, but I'm, I'm, he's changed his opinion on a lot of different things. So I'm not really sure I know where he stands on something. So I just want to say for me, um, uh, I've been pretty consistent. You know, I'm, I've, I was born in the Presbyterian Church. I grew up deeply influenced by how you're supposed to treat other people. Um, I've never been out of the church. You know, I mean, I grew up in it and I've been shaped by things like, um, you know, uh, love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength and love your neighbors yourself. I mean, that's been my guiding since I was fifth grade, you know, so I, I haven't, that's just who I am. So um, I'm way more motivated and guided by my faith than I am by politics. I mean, politics are, you know, they're systems of thought, but your religion is who you are, how you treat people, how you see the world. And so sometimes I, I have to kind of chuckle and people would say, well, are you Democrat or Republican? And I go, Christian. <laughs> it's like, ah, um, but also there aren't Republican streets and Democrat streets. You know, there's not Democrat sidewalks and Republican. We all walk these sidewalks. And I guess that's the other thing is that I have a very, very deep belief that 
all people have respect, all people have dignity, um, that we're all here, <laughs> you know, we all are here. And whoever's in this neighborhood deserves the very best representation they can get. And I'm not gonna say, oh, well, you don't hold my, you're not my political party, I'm not gonna take care of you, or you're not my race, I'm not gonna take care of you. It's like, are you, are you in District 4? Do you live in Parkersburg? Can I help? What do you need? I mean, that's going to be something that you can count on. I mean, I'm not going to flip in the middle of a, of a term and say, oh, well, now I don't believe that anymore. And I, and I also believe that um, your, um, your, your inner values shape who you are. You know, I mean, like, I really believe in being responsible. I pay my taxes. You know, I've paid my taxes. I, I live in the neighborhood. I'm married. My children are, come from a marriage or from a committed relationship. Um, the, obeying the law is important to me. You know, I mean, there are things that I believe you do as a member of society. You may say, I don't like it, but, um, you know, speed limit 70. Okay, I might want to get there faster, but I'm not going to because I know it's not safe for my neighbors. Or, you know, a lot of things like keeping social distance. Well, it might be a pain, but I don't want, you know, I don't want my neighbor who's 84 and getting dementia, I don't want her to get the virus. So I'm going to do things that, that are for the good of the community and that may be personally inconvenient. But, um, but I believe in those things. I believe in being a good citizen. I believe in being a good neighbor. Um, you can, you know, what I say to the best of my ability is what I'll do. And if you have questions, you just better darn well ask me <laughs> and hold me accountable. Because I'm not perfect either. But, um, and we all make mistakes. That's, that's not the problem. But the problem is people should be able to trust that you say what you mean and you mean what you say. And they can count on you and they can call you on it when you don't. So I guess what I would like to say is that we live in District 4, and everyone in this neighborhood matters, and they count. There's not one life on this block that's more important than any other one, and that I will represent each one of you to the best of my ability and work for your good, and I don't care if you're the richest or the poorest person in this neighborhood. I don't care if you, I don't, it, those things don't matter. I mean, you were, you're a creature of God. You're created by God. He cares about you. And those are the things that will shape who I am. They always have, and I'm afraid they always will. You're kind of stuck with me the way I am. And, um, but that's, that's what I believe. That's who I am. And that's how I will um, represent you and myself as well as a neighbor and a district four um, citizen resident. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm much more motivated by positive things. I, I really don't like to, to put things down. I'm not likely to attack people. Um, I really look for solutions more than um, just complaining. You won't hear me complain very much. Um, but I, I do believe in making things better and doing everything I can to, to make that better for everyone, everyone. That's, that's me. Okay. Well, thank you, Wendy. We really appreciate you meeting with us this morning and doing this podcast. And um, I think the voters, if they listen to this, they'll have a good understanding of who you are and what you hope to do if you're elected. Thank you so much.
And everyone, remember, wash your hands. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate this opportunity, and I appreciate what you all doing for the community as well. So thank you. Thanks, Wendy. Mm -hmm.